this is about building the evidence base for everything else, uh, for our members to have that foundation, that basis of knowledge uh, to help them with all of the different kinds of projects and initiatives that they're, they're working on and to really seed their thinking. Today, I sat down with Elizabeth Marsh, DWG's Director of Research. It's really an exciting time for Elizabeth and team, and so we decided to mark the occasion in this episode of Digital Workplace Impact Podcast. The headline is that we unboxed the 2024 DWG Member Research Program. I have to say, it's always a delight to chat with Elizabeth. She just has this calm elegance and such authority in sharing the stories behind how we selected this year's themes with the help of our research advisory board, member input, and of course, the 2024 digital workplace predictions. Join me in conversation with the ever fascinating Elizabeth Marsh. This is Nancy Goble, DWG's chief executive and your host. Digital Workplace Impact podcast is brought to you as always by Digital Workplace Group. Happy listening. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome back to the Digital Workplace Impact Podcast Studio. Hi, Nancy. Great to be here. I have to tell you, this is one of my favorite seasons of the year. It's time to unbox the DWG Member Research Program. And um, I, I'm just so glad to, to have an occasion to chat with you all about it today. I share your excitement, as you know, uh, when we when we catch up. And this <laughs> season, so the winter season is 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 that time of year, uh, deciding the new research program and announcing it. So it's a great pleasure. And so, for those who may be newer to DWG circles, it might make sense for us to do just a little bit of a primer, just a very high level view of what the research program is all about. Mm. And I was thinking about, you know, where it fits in for a digital workplace group. And of course, we have, you know, we have benchmarking, we have member events, all those connections, all of that peer to peer. Of course, we have the consulting and then we have research. And this is about building the evidence base for everything else, uh, for our members to have that foundation, that basis of knowledge uh, to help them with all of the different kinds of projects and initiatives that they're they're working on and to really seed their thinking. So a source of ideas, a source of evidence, a source of case studies that people can really use as they come up with their strategies, as they make those all important business cases, you know, within the organization. And a little bit like having a really experienced digital workplace expert kind of in your pocket. So the research library has well over 100 reports uh, in there. And we regularly refresh reports as well as as producing new ones. And having that source of advice, I think is is really valuable. And if you had to put your finger on what makes DWG's research program unique or special, is there anything in particular that comes to mind? I think one thing is, of course, that the vast majority of it is member only. So this is a resource for our members. And because of that as well, we can 
we can feature very detailed member case studies as well. Uh, so it's their sort of private library in that sense. I think also we go into very specific topics. So um, we get beyond the sort of broad brush digital workplace topics and go right into it could be people thinking about um, omnichannel approaches to internal comms. It could be, um, you know, how do we produce user-centric content? How do we kind of use Viva and Microsoft Viva to its best? What are the kind of inclusive ethical principles that we need to think about in, in relation to the digital workplace? And those topics span both the very day-to-day -day practical topics that people need to work on and also the ideas, the, the thought leadership, the things that are coming down the road as well. And so getting both ends of that spectrum, I think, is really is really important. And I guess the last thing I'd say when, you know, when I'm writing research briefs and starting to talk to our authors about papers, I'm always keeping the end product in mind. So when that paper goes to our members, and they have it on their desk, as it were. How are they going to use it? Can they put it on a colleague's desk? Can it go into a business case? Can it support real day-to-day -day things that they're trying to work on as well? I love how you frame all of that so elegantly and so crisply. And it just starts to open up lots of other questions to really understand the framing points for the program. I know that people are often curious about what guides us in our work at DWG. And so um, you've talked a little bit about the outputs or um, the value that members get from the research program. Can we flip our attention to talk a little bit about the process for developing the program? You mentioned authors, you mentioned the briefs uh, are out already. Let's let's paint a picture for how that all comes together. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So this is something that's ongoing throughout the year. So as, for example, you're talking to uh, members in, in meetings or catch-up calls as different people within DWG are interacting with our membership and with the wider digital workplace community, for example, at conferences, etc., we're, we're, we're thinking about you know, what are the topics we need to cover, uh, both in research, but of course in our other content channels. And throughout the year, uh, various people post ideas. They might be having things that members are talking about. We have our Ask DWG service where members can, can come and ask questions about things they may be struggling uh, with or need additional insight. So all of those sources are being input throughout the year. And then in the autumn or in the fall, we start to develop a long list of topics that we're considering internally and we gradually whittle that down to a list of 12 that goes to our members in a survey and this year we introduced a research advisory board um, who also discussed those topics and gave me some really valuable input and all of that together with us looking at the research library and thinking about where there might be gaps, things that we need to revisit or develop further, uh, gets us to a final list of usually around six topics that we cover in depth in the research programme. 
Mm. And so you mentioned that um, the Research Advisory Board is something that's new for this year. Um, have other things changed over time in how you put the program together? That's a good question. I think the Research Advisory Board is the is the biggest change that we've had in recent years as an additional input. Um, and, you know, we had some of our uh, senior, very experienced members join in with that process late last year uh, to input uh, in, into that. And that was such a rich debate and really did influence that final list, uh, especially in context of the kind of curveballs around artificial intelligence and exactly you know, what aspects we should cover and where to go with it. So, so that was extremely valuable. I think that the process has, in terms of the member survey, the longest of topics, this has stood the test of time. Something always in my mind, because I've run the research program for many years and DWG has, has run it for many years, is to never rest on our laurels. So to make sure that we're always looking for new angles, new topics, we bring in different authors. So we have some you know, who, who author reports year after year. Uh, and we also bring in different different voices, which I think helps to uh, keep that fresh. Uh, and then the other thing that comes to mind, of course, is our member meetings where uh, sometimes we input questions from the research programme uh, and get that. And I think that's become a really, really important part of the of the process as well. Absolutely. And it's it's one of those things that part of the, the power of the research program is that these playbooks that come out in tandem with some of the more strategic pieces not only address the here and now, but help drive the ambition. And so with that in mind, I'm thinking it would be lovely to unbox the key themes for 2024 together as our next chapter in this conversation. Absolutely. And the other piece, of course, is the predictions, which I think have grown in prominence over the years. And I was just looking back at, at your predictions, Nancy, at the end of last year. And there's such an interweaving with the research program. Of course, you and I speak on a regular basis. And um, the way that those two areas of thought leadership of insight um, interact is is really interesting and i'm sure you'll have perhaps more to say on that as well yeah and the other thing that we did in a very prominent way as a team for the very first time was um almost as a, a prelude to our 2024 program was to align each of the predictions with resources that are currently available within the research library, within the podcast library, and other resources that members have at their fingertips. And so not only does that support um, immediate needs or thinking points for our members, but it also helps, I think, build up the excitement for what's to come for 2024 as well. And on that note, <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm going to start with artificial intelligence, of course, because that gave us a great deal of pause for thought this year about how we would include that in the program while, of course, covering the multiplicity of other topics that are, are on people's minds. And where we got to, because 
as as listeners might imagine, this is a regular part of our of our research program now. And we published at the end of last year a piece for members around generative AI and what they need to be thinking about. Quite quite an in depth report. And so we were thinking, okay, what's next, and and how is this going to unfold in twenty twenty four? Uh, and somehow there's a sense that while it's still moving extremely quickly and everyone's trying to keep up with that, there's also, um, and I'll be interested to see what you think, there's a sense of, okay, let's actually just not quite pause, but step back and think about how are we going to get the most out of these tools and abilities? Um, and that's giving pause for thought around, you know, how do we how do we manage content? How do we enable the workforce you know what are the skills that we need in the digital workplace team as well and so that led to the topic which is the ai readiness report uh, and while we'll be continuing to cover ai you know right through the year this report is going to be a little bit later in the year so that we can see how some of that is starting to shake out so it really will be helping teams to think through all those elements um, you know, how does knowledge and content management change in light of uh, developments in AI? Uh, what are the appropriate ethical frameworks that we need? So all of these different different aspects. And that feels like the right focus at the right time. Last year, we were exploring possibilities, use cases, risk points, value drivers at a time when you know, the hype cycle was very much at its peak. And we recently had a technology insight for our members and some invited guests. And we drew upon some of our technology providers to help frame roadmaps for their respective capabilities solely around the AI lens. And it's just really interesting to see how high the need to know quotient is for AI, but also how carefully organizations are treading in many ways um, about entering this space, not only um, for the digital workplace teams themselves, but also for organizations at large. There are a lot of questions about the impact on people and how to reduce the fear factor and allow people to understand what the capabilities are. And at the same time, the importance of taking a people first approach the way we should do for any other aspect of the digital workplace. Mm. And this came out so strongly in that research advisory board discussion. And I was really heartened to hear how much those organizations were thinking about how do we enable people because it might be the most amazing tool but it's still another tool and as you said just just as with other aspects of the digital workplace people need that support and enablement and to get over um, any fears that there may be and as you know in my own academic research I look at this and 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 that's coming out so strongly and that and the sheer intensity really of the digital workplace experience is one that that we need to think about and so in relation to that topic partly uh, and also the fact that you know while none of us have a crystal ball about where the digital workplace is going to land up at in the next you know even few years 
we all need to get better at a uh, uh, kind of futuring, let's call it, looking forward, understanding the signals that are coming down. Again, came up on the research advisory board and it's something I really wanted us to respond to. And so we have a topic, I'm calling it futuring for digital workplace teams. Uh, so it doesn't cover how to read crystal balls, I'm afraid, but it does cover or it will cover tools and techniques that digital workplace teams can use to understand those signals, identify emerging opportunities or threats, navigate some of the uncertainty, you know, anticipate actions that you know are going to lead to the desired outcomes. And so a colleague has just picked that up and starting to look at how can we make this a very practical report. It was partly inspired by when you and I last spoke on the podcast, we were talking about the 2023 Digital Workplace of the Year Awards. And of course, those, those winning teams really were carving out time and energy to focus on this looking further down the road. And so this, this also acknowledges uh, that as well. Mm. And I think it dovetails one of the predictions, if my memory serves me, it's number nine in the grouping this year. And it's the idea that digital workplace leaders start the year as chaos coordinators hmm. and end the year as outriders. And so a futuring tool that helps instigate the clarity and the ambition around what's needed next off the back of lots of teams having to contend with their organizations shifting from growth mindset to profitability with continuing questions about the global economy, teams going through restructuring and realignment in a, you know, a post-endemic world. And so instigating the idea that people need to bounce back from the, the chaos, so to speak, and think about what's needed next and build the path to get there is really important. And then to have the playbook that instigates an approach for carving out that path is quite powerful. Yes, absolutely. And of course, we also acknowledge that for some teams, featuring, oh, wow, what about the here and now? That's where we're really struggling. And we also have reports that are tackling that. One of those is, I suppose, responding to the sheer number of stakeholders that digital workplace teams are, are having to manage. And we're looking at it from a digital workplace product management angle. That research has just kicked off, in fact. And it's going to investigate, you know, what are the approaches that teams can take towards product management? How do they piece together that cohesive experience from products owned across a whole range of different areas? And how to manage those relationships with product owners, other stakeholders, software vendors to be able to do that as well. So this is going to be a very uh, practical, uh, very now uh, piece of research, I think, for members. And where are you taking us next, Elizabeth? Oh, okay. It's a magical mystery tour. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's three of our six topics. So one which is a continuing theme for us, is we're going to look at the role of the digital workplace in supporting environmental, social and governance, so ESG considerations. And this picks up for some work that we started last year around the environmental 
aspects of the digital workplace, which we're actually just started publishing on our blog so people can go and uh, look at those insights freely. And this is uh, this will be a sort of primer for digital workplace teams. You know, what do they know need to know about ESG? How does their work support it and also align with it as well? And I know already that there are going to be some pretty interesting case studies uh, in that report as well. So that one's already kicked off. We're keen to get going with these projects. Just wanted to re- quickly reflect on the fact that when I think back to the predictions I published in 2023, both the metaverse and ESG initiatives were among the priorities that I had laid out. And then, of course, AI came on the scene in a bold way uh, with the advent of ChatGPT and and, uh, the whole generative AI arena. And so we too had to to pivot some of our attention. And I'm just feeling um, very pleased to hear that this has come back on the board as a more detailed area of investigation off the back of the blog that you were talking about earlier. So this space, I think, is quite important for organizations to to make a priority. And the guidance around that will be terrific. And yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it continues from a track in our research program, which is around, you know, how do we make the digital workplace a really responsible uh, um, element of, of the kind of work experience. And of course, we looked at the inclusive digital workplace uh, before that as well. So I see this as, as very much building on that. And then two final papers from uh, this year's program will be around evolving the digital workplace team. So, of course, we had the inaugural Digital Workplace Team of the Year Award last year, uh, which really focused on what it takes to be a successful team. Um, we had some great examples, Winners EY and a number of, of, of other uh, organisations acknowledged. And so this team, uh, sorry, this report will look at, um, you know, where have we come with digital workplace teams? Uh, where are they within the organisation? What's their kind of composition? Um, uh, uh, what are the different patterns of growth? Some of the challenges they're perhaps coming across. How are they building and scaling themselves, how are they branding and promoting that team and, of course, measuring their success. So this will be a bit of a a check-in report with how we're progressing in that area. We have to put the drum roll out for the last one. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about it as the low-friction, no-friction digital workplace. So over the years, we've published a lot of research around how do we deliver a user-centric digital workplace. This is on a lot of people's minds, right? And so this paper is, I see almost as a compendium of tools and techniques, a bit of a reminder. So we know that, that you know, the teams we work with, they, they, they know some of these tools, but could we bring them together and also maybe open their eyes to some that they, they might not have used? So it'll, it'll cover approaches to employee listening, uh, journey mapping, personalization, and kind of signpost off to resources that we have in particular, around those different approaches. So hopefully that's a a good one to have in the pocket uh, as teams think about their their kind of user research approaches. So that's 2024. (laughs) And if you had to tie it with a little bow, 
Why do you think this is the right mix of themes for 2024? Meaning, why now? Yeah, there's quite a mixture of topics this year. So if you're asking me that question uh, last year, um, and I probably would have brought out metrics and impact was a, a real big theme last year. This year, there's more of a mixture, and it's a case of, Obviously, there's that kind of AI and looking forward element, which is is going to be very important this year. There's the here and now in sort of ensuring that we retain good practices, almost as we engage with that exciting future, that we have a, a good base in the digital workplace team, that we're thinking about how that team relates out with different stakeholders and the various product teams, and that also... You know, we have at our fingertips the right tools for building that user-centric uh, digital workplace. And that we're also thinking outwards in terms of that ESG uh, element as well. So I guess that's my sort of slightly winding path to tie them together at this point. Yeah. And I think, you know, last year's program was well-timed because, again, you know, we, we were fully out of the pandemic endemic arena and really uh, establishing a new normal where, you know, hybrid was evolving inside of organizations and we saw the return of the business case and the idea that digital workplace teams were no longer in war room or crisis room mode, but needing to show the ongoing value of the digital headquarters anew. Whereas now there's such a, a range of initiatives at play inside of our member organizations in particular that we've needed to sort of bounce back to not only what the emerging trends are, a la AI, but, but also some of those core things that you think about when you've gone through restructuring and budget rationalization and organizational change, and um, you need to uh, work anew. So I think that was just a really nice way to cap off a way of thinking about the research program for this year. I guess I have to ask, have we missed anything, Elizabeth? Any final reflections? I feel like we've hit on the main points. I think the thing I did find really interesting in deciding the program for 2024 was the AI effect in that it made it much harder to select the right mix of topics because there's so much that you could cover about it. There's so much that you could say about it. And of course, it's gradually, it's coming fast and it's gradually changing a lot of things. Um, and so making sure that we have the right balance between providing our members and our community with some good answers and some and some good questions, I guess, in relation to AI, while keeping a very steady focus on all of those elements that enable and make that foundation for a great digital workplace. And so that pause for thought, which was partly you know, through that discussion with the research advisory board, was 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 very interesting to me. And I think that will continue to be the case as we decide you know, what, what topics to cover in the future. Yes. And I think that the timing on this research advisory board couldn't have been more appropriate for the reasons that you've just described, because ultimately we need to ensure that we're staying true to 
the voice of our members and reflecting a mix of topics that will be impactful to our members. Uh, but then, you know, also thinking about how we talk about the digital workplace and the importance of getting uh, feedback from stakeholders, from, uh, you know, employees to ensure that we're reflecting the needs of the experience that get the work that needs to be done accomplished with less friction, greater productivity, insight, etc. And so having the research advisory board play the role to help clear the path for clarity is important, uh, but then also to almost institutionalize that as a baseline approach to thinking through the program will give it even greater weight, I think, in in the industry ultimately and greater value for the members in particular. I guess the, the last thing that comes to mind for me is that, um, you know, we talked about this as the member research program. However, there are some insights that we do share via either excerpt or through full reports as we're in conversation with our wider industry circles. And of course, we do feature a couple of the reports in this podcast series as well. So for those who want to get a taste of this fantastic and highly rated research program, there are opportunities to do that. And it's just as easy as following us on social and or uh, subscribing to our newsletter on the DWG website. But for the members, things will just naturally flow to them as part of the release of these six research reports as the year unfolds. Elizabeth, it's always a pleasure to bring you into the studio. Um, I always feel like I'm in the company of a swan and how you frame everything. Um, there's an elegance to it and, and such clarity. And I'm sure that you've piqued interest and um, we're going to be having lots of great conversation with our members and our wider industry circles about some of these core topics as the year unfolds. So that's exciting for me and, and for others in our circles, which is great. It's wonderful wonderful to join you as always and, and I enjoy your perceptive questioning Nancy um, <laughs> if I can just pick up on you mentioned of course that we release some reports to the wider community so if I can make my recommendation from among our recent reports that we've released one is how to demonstrate this to workplace impact as you said the business case is back and that report has some some tools and templates for helping um, our community to do that so um, I hope that, that people will dig into that and, and make use of those of those tools that we published last year. So you always love to dangle goodies and uh, <laughs> that's terrific. And so, of course, we'll make sure that that report is spotlighted in the show notes so people can easily get to it, um, whether it's those who are newer to our circles or uh, members for whom it's timely to dust it off afresh given the time of year that it is. So with that, Elizabeth, thank you so much for stepping out of your day-to-day -to, -day to come and A, have a chat with me, uh, but also B, to 
help unbox the research program for 2024. Very exciting time of year. Wonderful talking to you, Nancy. Thank you. And thanks to to your listeners as well. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by the Digital Workplace Group. DWG is a strategic partner covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry, not only through membership, but also benchmarking and boutique consulting services. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com.